Lunatics are similar to designated hitters. Often an entire family is crazy. But since an entire family can't go into the hospital, one person is designated as crazy and goes inside. Then, depending on how the rest of the family is feeling, that person is kept inside or snatched out to provoke something or to prove something about the family's mental health. Hello, and welcome to episode 251 of Under the Cull of MS. Uh, today is going to be gaming. Get caught up on some more gaming news. Then we'll probably jump into the things that are coming out in the future. Get to start on that. I'd say there, with it being the first week of NFL's regular season, which is now a 17-week season instead of a 16-week season, I would say there'd be some news to talk about, but my Washington Skins team, yes, I'm not going to call them the Washington football team. I can't call them the Redskins. I don't know why they just didn't stick with the Skins so the Pigskin fans could keep their outfits and still work for the team and all that stuff. But for now, apparently they're going to come out with their new name next year, I guess, or some shit. Who knows? All these these teams that are having all these issues and stuff are just turning into a bunch of drama queens. But they're skins for now. But my quarterback gets injured early in the game. So, my team had some troubles. They were up. They were winning. And then they had the turnaround, of course, and ended up losing it in the end. So, that was nothing exciting to talk about. Back the other games, all the morning games were pretty much that I was able to watch sucked. They were blowouts. Not enjoyable at all. Uh, preseason was more enjoyable than this shit the first week. <laughs> For Wisconsin fans, fans of the Green Bay Packers, they had to love that shit. It's like we had to go through weeks of Rodgers pissing and moaning, playing his little drama queen bullshit. Not wanting to show up in Green Bay for preseason, milking it till the last minute comes in, and then he doesn't want to play any of the preseason games. So what happens? Week one, looks like Rodgers playing his first preseason game of the year. (laughs) Can't play for shit. Looks pathetic. Sitting there spending more time yelling at the refs than everybody else than yelling at himself. And taking responsibility for his actions. And if you're not going to put your heart into the damn game, don't be part of the game. If you want to just get swapped around for bigger paychecks and that's all you give a shit about, leave. Go somewhere else. Don't waste the team's time. And you're just hurting all the other players to benefit your own little petty little quarrels, qualms, quips, whatever. Uh, but yeah, that was just pathetic. And then Love came in at the end of the game and 
showed a better performance than Rodgers, even though he also had a turnover. I think Rodgers had four turnovers, and a couple of them are like huge, big time, right to the players. It's like he's just throwing it so they get rid of him, and he gets to keep money off his contract or something. That's some shit's going on there. It's just a game, and then I'm sure he's going to say the offensive line played worse for him than they did for Love, and they. They're screwing him over or some shit. It's just, yeah. This is pretty pathetic for a week one football. But this Thursday, we get to see the Washington Redskins uh, play the New York Giants for the Thursday night game. So I'll actually get to see Redskins game, considering I couldn't see my game yesterday and just got to see the highlights and then see my the quarterback injured right away. So that sucked. But All right. Let's get on to some... Information on what else we've seen with video games, some news, some stuff that I already talked about probably. But there's so many games out there right now with all the shows going on, the cons and everything, and all the gaming events. So we're getting to see stuff all the way up into 2023, which is stupid. It's like, let's just focus on 2021 and the first quarter of 2022, or the first two quarters of 2022, and skip this shit showing us teasers for Spider-Man 2 coming out in 2023 and all this shit. It's a new Wolverine game coming out, which looks cool, but it's not gameplay, it's just a movie clip, but it gets you all excited, because that's what I wanted for a long time, instead of playing all the characters, but... Let's see. They had Project Mayhem. This was a game where you got to battle through a Matrix-looking type atmosphere of enemies with all these little limbs coming off them and stuff, these little flying entities. Uh, There were Big Mechs, Enhanced Worlds. Wasn't much as far as what we could tell for gameplay or not. A lot of video stuff. I gave it a 5 out of 5 because it got me... Wanting to play it, whatever it is, but I'm going to have to wait and see for more more from it. So that rating could go down, cons- considering the gameplay I get to see. But there was an Alveol, A-L-V-E-O-L-E. It's kind of like a sketch drawing look to it. It looks like a puzzle, puzzler style game. Very limited. Footage, I gave it a 1 out of 5. It looked cheesy, but I'm sure it plays fun. But you got to show me that gameplay to get that rating up there. The last show of Mr. Chardish. Yes, that's an actual name of a game. The last show of Mr. Chardish. It's basically an artistic, involving story. Uh, adventure through colorful worlds, but they didn't show much of that either. It's like they started off the show with some like one minute <laughs> uh, video video clips and very very little gameplay footage, if any, on a lot of these games. But I gave it a three out of five because it looked fun. Just gotta see what it is. Armed meth, E M E. TH uh, Death Brings New Life. So there's gonna be new things that come from dying. 
uh, help humanity survive in an eight kind of like eight bit worlds, hunt down bounties, utilize and upgrade your golems, uh, and get rewards as for things you do. Give it a three out of five. Katari Fables play as different critters, animal-like critters, um, real-time classless combat, animated worlds, uh, gather resources and craft items, get to farm and harvest. You can play solo or team co-op. Bunch of different little animal fantasy worlds, it looked like. Give it a four out of five. Golf Club Wasteland. I know I've talked about this one before. You get the golf after the apocalypse uh, and race for Mars while Earth is dying. To climate issues, play golf around a destroyed Earth atmosphere. Unlock journal entries, solve problems. There's a story mode, a challenge mode, an iron mode. Which I'm guessing iron modes like any anything happens, it's over. But gave that a four out of five. I'm looking forward to playing around that. See some of the wasteland things look kind of cool, uh, like golfing down a draft's neck and stuff. Uh, Weak wood throne, eight uh, bit lands, help villagers farm, collect, build, explore, and fight. Very limited review. I give it a two out of five. Glow GLO. Uh, light your path. There's a hundred, hundred puzzling dark levels. Use glowing prod projectiles to light your path and glimpse obstacles. Uh, you get the. It's basically like you're playing as a block in a block world. And you challenge your memory skills in speedrun mode. There, you gotta find an, the exit to escape the puzzles. Looks like it could be mind-numbingly fun once you got your hands on it. But for now, I give it a two out of five. Crown Trick. It's roguelike fantasy animated top-down world with strategic turn-based combat customization. Challenging, intense, immersive, colorful gameplay. I give it a 3 out of 5. My friend Peppa Pig. Very simple looking game where you play as a pig, I guess. And you customize your pig, story based. Find places and items. Interact with other animal characters. Looked really cheesy, so I gave it a 1 out of 5. I'm sure it might be fun, but yeah, to play it. One I'm still waiting to see in these damn reviews is the Zombies Ape My Neighbors and Ghoul Patrol crossover that's supposed to be coming to Xbox. It's a combo pack, but I haven't seen it yet. It might actually just come to digital release. I don't know. Struggling. You play as a ball with arms. You it looks like you're chasing rats. Single player and co-op mode. Very strange graphics. It's like a birth gone bad escaping the sewers. 
<laughs> it was a goopy looking character. I gave it a two out of five. In Sound of Mind, it's a dark first person puzzler, old school horror feel to it. Play as a therapist solving puzzles by playing patients' tapes. And it feels like Alan Wake environments. Uh, you do use flashlights and flares to damage the darkness. Unique monsters, radio frequencies, and the night sky can show hints for puzzle solving. Looked fun. I liked Alan Quake game, so I'd, I'd check this out for sure. I gave it a 4 out of 5. Fist, F-I-S-T, F period, I period, S period, T period, forged in shadow tech. Has mutated animals, side-scrolling, robo-animal adventure battles, uh, unique levels, changing environments. I gave it a 3 out of 5. Ultra Age, swordplay battles, AI upgrades, AI ball sidekick, um, mech boss battles, variety of characters. Give it a 3 out of 5. <coughs> Excuse me. Then part of PlayStation uh, event last week. They had no gameplay for it yet, footage or anything like that. But Star Wars Knights of the Republic has a remake coming out. And of course, I gave that a 5 out of 5 because the original was great. And goofy dancing and shit like that. But. Other than that, it was a good game, and I didn't get to play it all the way through or anything. I got my hands on a little bit of gameplay. But, uh, yeah, this remake, just the video footage looked really cool, so I'm looking forward to updated graphics. Uh, Project Eve, Shift Up, post-apocalyptic, future world, lots of alien battles, and big bosses. Uh, badass female swordplay character. Very interesting enemies. I liked the original Project Eve. So I gave this a 5 out of 5. Looking forward to seeing it. Graphics were great looking. And then this one also... I've been waiting for T Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Uh, it's got skeletons, metal, magic, guns, witches, demons, powers, explore fantasy worlds, lots of guns, uh, loot, there's shark creatures, there's more guns, and even more guns. Yes, this is a Borderlands uh, offshoot, but yeah, I, I love Tiny Tina's. Uh, I think that was in Borderlands 2 where I went into that part. And fought with her. Uh, yeah, all those side characters in Borderlands are so much fun. They could do every, every one of them could have their own game. But yeah, I give that a 5 out of 5, of course. Really looking forward to that. Uh, and then... We had some more stuff from PlayStation Showcase 2021. Forspoken... Uh, seek the Demon Princess, escape a city of abuse, transported to a strange realm, 
not Earth. Uh, there's dragons, talking arm cu- arm cuffs, magic powers and abilities. Uh, you get to battle to save the new and the old world. Give that a four out of five. Rainbow Six Extraction. Lots of new future weaponry. Aliens work as a team. Fight for your future. Five out of five on that. Still looking great. They keep bringing out a little bit more footage with it. Alan Wake Remastered, which we were just talking about. Alan Wake. Uh, This is the original game remastered. Way better visuals. Great dark gameplay. Save Alice. Alice. Uh, take out the dark demons. It's the first time on PlayStation, I guess. Which I guess that was an Xbox exclusive game when I got it. Originally, the original one. And it was fun. I liked it. And you're basically using flashlights and shit to survive. And you get weapons and stuff throughout it and other things. But I started out with that, so I didn't think I'd like it at all. But I got my hands on it for a good deal, so... I really ended up liking it, and I played it all the way through, so. Five out of five for that one. Looking forward to replaying it. All remastered. Grand Theft Auto V has improved graphics, enhanced gameplay. Characters. um, Character switching. Explosive gameplay. Also play online, which I think is a new aspect to it. I gave it a 4 out of 5. I was never big on the Grand Theft Autos. They're alright, but I hate all this, doing all the stupid side story shit. I just want to play. I just want to run around and have fun. Not have to worry about doing missions. It's like they have a, these open world games, and they almost made a lot of the open world games nowadays to the point that they aren't really enjoyable open world anymore. You, you'll you be running around doing something, all of a sudden you do something, it's like you set off another mission. It's like, damn it, I didn't want to set off a mission right now. I just wanted to play and run around. But Ghostwire Tokyo. The world is taken over by demons and ghosts. Survive the nightmare while you are transforming yourself. Uh, Guardians of Gal... Actually, that's several. But that one I gave a 4 out of 5. It looks fun. I like the little Tokyo-style ghost and demon aspects. So I'm looking forward to playing that one. Guardians of the Galaxy. Another Marvel game with all your favorite characters. Deal with the Matriarch strange character looks and the characters do not look anything. I hate when they put these games out because it's almost like they just quickly do the graphics and the gameplay and they they have their opportunities to make a lot with these games make them just awesome and the people that are always in charge of this shit, I don't know who they are, but it's almost like they know nothing about the the Marvel verse or the characters, and it's, they just ruin it. But Cosmo the dog is in there. Uh, you get to save the galaxy as usual. That's your job. I give it a three out of five because the graphics suck and the characters, yeah. And Rocket and Groot aren't bad, but the rest of them, yeah. Cosmo actually looked good. Why don't you focus on all the main characters? 
Vampire Blood Hunt. Carrot uh, has character customization, fighting, demons, creatures, ghosts, great visuals and characters. Get to choose factions and fight to survive. I'll give it a four out of five. They had more Death Loop stuff. The first person shooter. Eight eight geniuses on an island. You can't you can't leave. Uh, there's unique weaponry, battles, characters, powers. Messages appear to help you on your journey, and remember why you came. Uh, I gave it a four out of five. I might have gave it a five out of five the first time. Sometimes more footage can ruin it for you. Just give me the gameplay. Kid Amnesia. It's like Kid Amnesia. It looks like a dark horror type game, but it was so quick. Didn't explain nothing. They spent more time just showing the name than the footage that they showed. So, not sure how to rate that one at all. Tichia. T-C-H-I-A animated musical journey explore use your special abilities to transform into other creatures destroy the evil and make friends and gave it a four out of five then run down and last some other games they tease us with that are far out and stuff like that uh marvel marvel wolverine which i mentioned a little bit about earlier uh no gameplay, they just show a character coming up behind Wolverine at a bar and he pulls out a knife and then you see Wolverine's hand crunch, crunch a little bit and then the blades pop out of his hands and that's the end of the footage. It's like, okay. <laughs> but I don't care. I want it because I've wanted a good Wolverine game for a long time instead of playing all those other characters too. Gran Turismo 7, standard stuff. Marvel Spider-Man 2, of course, I said, due out in 2023. I don't know why they're teasing us. They're like, look, there's something good coming in the future. I'm sorry about all the shit we're putting out now. <laughs> uh, God of War, Ragnarok. You got an annoying brat, your son, hanging out with you. He helps you. Say helps you to save Ragnarok, I guess. You get the battle o- Odin's challenges that he places upon you. I don't know. I hate when they. I hate when the characters have kids and they bring that into the shit and stuff. It's like, it's alright if you're saving the kid or something like that, or the kid saving you. But, I don't know, God of War, we never really got into a good God of War. Well, I never really played it much other than the first one. And it's like, I don't know, I just feel they didn't focus enough on the main character. Now they're already jumping to this character, the kid to take over for him. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, I'm not sure what this is going to be. It might be the whole Uncharted series all put together. Maybe some remastering. I don't know. They didn't really tell us. Dead by Daylight. Popular game out there. It has a Hellraiser expansion coming to it. Which I'm sure is fun. 
And then Sonic Colors Ultimate they showed us a little more on. But yeah, lots of excitement coming out. So check them out. Let's see if you can find anything you enjoy. Play it. I still I still haven't got my game pass. I, hopefully I will soon. Because I'm going to be pissed if I miss out on a couple of the games that, you, that came out on day one. So I should actually do that within the next two weeks, but we'll see. I got something else starting today that's going to be a monthly, $20 monthly fee and see if I can enhance my podcasting and get myself more of a business format going, platform going off the ground here. I'm going to try it out for a few months and see what happens. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah. Check those out. Get Xbox Game Pass if you want to play a lot of games for cheap. Right now, I think the deal is sometimes it's a buck for the first three months if you're new. Uh, right now, I think the deal they have is dollar for the first month. Plus, you get 30 days of uh, Disney Plus with it. So, but it doesn't matter. It's worth 15 bucks a month. You can get better deals if you buy all the crap off eBay and all that shit. But yeah, 15 bucks a month for unlimited gameplay of at least 100 games with first day releases. It's worth it. But we'll get back to you with more stuff right after this. Money. Time to spend. Get that cash out of your staff. This is stuff you can get with that cash. All right, we're gonna talk about some things coming out in the relatively near future, comic book related mostly, that you can pick up if it interests you. And we're gonna start out with 1903 Manhunt hardcover. This is by Lev Gleason Productions. New Friday proudly presents 1903 Manhunt. A notorious killer escapes from prison by carrying out a bloody and violent revenge against his former bandmates who allowed his capture. Sheriff Pat, along with young Billy, sounds like Pat Garrison and Billy the Kid maybe, will have to follow the killer once more. Following a trail of blood will extend from the city of Carrizozo to Denver. Carrizozo. Yeah, this looks like a western with some fun added on it. I'll be skipping that one for now until I find it later on, maybe. In the bargain bin. And we got a thing called Truth Number One. This is by Image Comics. A chaotic LGBTQ plus road trip. A workaholic scientist who wants to save the world and a woman who fears nothing but discovering her own destiny find themselves mixed up in a chaotic on-the-road adventure through Europe. Will they manage to find a middle ground between their opposing ways of life, at least for long enough to complete their mission? And could this trip lead to an unexpected romance? Then we got 
Egretsuku. I never know how to say that. Egretsuku. I think it might be. Out of office, number one. It's that goofy-looking caddish type character. Kind of like a mini panda or I don't know <laughs> what the character actually is. This is by Oni Press. It's the Golden Week holiday, and Retsuku finds herself once again hurting for cash while her co-workers chatter about their upcoming vacation plan. Retsuku sadly resigns herself to a week of cheap snacks and old movies. What's wrong with that? That's it. Until her old pal Puko, <laughs> Puckle, I'm sure, but it's like enters the scene and hooks her up with a temporary job at her aunt and uncle's hot spring resort. What sounds like a win-win scenario at first quickly turns out not to be. I'm guessing because the other kids probably show up at that resort and harass them for working there or something like that probably. But... Alright, we got Alice in Leatherland, trade paperback. This is by Black Mask Comics. Meet Alice, a writer of children's books with a huge heart that is absolutely crushed when she discovers her girlfriend is cheating. The crisis inspires her to seek a new life and perhaps a new love in San Francisco. This romantic comedy is most assuredly for adults. The story depicts sometimes with little left to the imagination, the ups and downs of casual sex. <laughs> uh, these, uh, these are just a bunch of little uh, people's opinions, news people, stuff like that. Let's see, Alice in Leatherland is a comedy about sex and soul, inevitably about every other aspect of life, too. As Yolanda and Alyssa describe the book, sex is recounted as a way to investigate our relationship with ourselves and others, with our bodies and our place in the world. Sexual pleasure as self-affirmation and growth. There is room for love, too, and bravery, and for many good laughs, that never hurts. All right. Then we got uh, all-new Mad Magazine, number 23. reason I'm mentioning this, it's by DC Comics. Well, I wonder, then, is this the actual Mad Magazine? It's all-new Mad Magazine, number 23, but it's done by DC Comics, which wouldn't be Mad Magazine, then. I'm mad, man. America's longest-running humor magazine continues to skewer everything pop culture. The February Batman-themed issue features a wide variety of classic Batman parodies, plus vintage mad favorites like Spy vs. Spy, Mad Look At, by Sergio Arjanos, and more from the usual gang of idiots. Mad will surely make the whole family laugh, while still managing to piss off some of the grand folk. And this caught my eye because I thought it was just a regular Mad magazine, but I love how they have the um, 
what's his name? Alfred E. Newman or whatever. The mad guy, his face on a bat that's standing on Batman's head and just took a shit on Batman's cowl. <laughs> I want it just for the cover. Then we have Amalgama, Space Zombie Most Wanted trade paperback by Danger Zone. Or it's Amalgama, is how they say it, probably. She may be the most wanted woman in the galaxy, but with her lethal genetic cocktail of zombie tramp, camp blade, and doll face, she's also the most dangerous. And now that amalgamas, amalgamas, <laughs> hunting her bounty hunters, does anyone or anything stand a chance? Uh, Read a little bit about that character and really enjoyed it and have been looking for an excuse to get into something a little more. And trade paperback's a good way to jump into it. Yeah, Animosity Omnibus, hardcover by Aftershock Comics. The complete series in one massive, mammal-friendly, 600-page hardcover. One day, the animals woke up. They started thinking, started talking. They started taking revenge. Now, a dog and his girl are trying to get away, out of New York City, and all the way to San Francisco. One shit show over the next, what the hell? To the only person who might be able to protect and save her. Follow Jesse and her dog, Sandor, on their travels, while where they'll meet the animal army, be introduced to a queen bee, escape the clutches of a terrible boarding school, and navigate the ap apocalyptic landscape of America, all while meeting friends and making enemies. It had the whole issue 1 to 28 of the series in it. Sounds like an interesting storyline. I didn't read any of it yet. But check it out. Just That's... It's not for me, though, unless it's in a bargain bin. But then, of course, every holiday I got to get something Archie. Then they got the Archie and Friends Christmas Calamity coming out by Archie Comics. Get ready to enjoy some festive fun and some festive follow-ups in this collection of holiday hilarity and merry mix-ups featuring a brand new story. When all the reindeer and elves come aren't feeling well on Christmas Eve, a hand-wringing jingles relays. What? A hand-wringing jingles relays the news to Archie and the gang. And even perpetual naughty list dweller Reggie Mantle is convinced the gang must do what they can to save Christmas for everyone. Do Archie and his pals have what it takes to help Santa out of this jolly jam? Have to read it, check it out, and find out. Then sticking with the Archie's thing, we got Archie's Jumbo Diet Comics Digest, number 325. Brand new story. Up on the housetop, Betty is determined to catch a glimpse of Santa Claus in the flesh this year. 
so much so that she invites Archie to take along with her for a night spent camping out on the roof, awaiting Santa's sleigh to make its arrival. Will the two be able to stay awake and see the big man in red for themselves? I should hope so. Archie's got Betty all to himself on a roof. There's going to be some fun to be had, I'm sure. I don't know. Not sure which one of those I'll pick. I only usually pick up one holiday, one at a time. Then we have a bunch of Batman stuff coming out again. Well, I'll end this segment here, and then I'll start up another one with some Batman stuff in a second. I am Batman. That Batman Fear, Fear State Omega Number 1 by DC Comics. As Gotham's fear state can, I can't say that for some reason, comes to a close, a new day dawns on the city, one without Batman. But the Dark Knight's absence does not mean the city is without heroes. Uh, we got join James Tinian the Fourth and Ricardo Federici as they bring fear state to its conclusion and introduce a new status quo that will reverberate throughout the DCU for years to come. Yay. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't read any of the Fear State stuff. So I don't know. If it's worth reading or not yet. Yeah, Batman One Dark Knight, number one, by DC Black Label. From high above the sweltering summer streets of Gotham, Batman planned to escort the GCPD as the dangerous metahuman supervillain known as EMP was transferred from a holding cell to his permanent home at Blackgate Prison, which he'll eventually break out of and then kill more people. And Batman will put him in another jail. <laughs> EMP's electrical powers posed a threat, but the situation was in hand until it wasn't. Now every light in Gotham is out. The police are in disarray, and a broken, bleeding Batman must fight his way to Blackgate, block by block, dragging EMP behind him. But the dark corners of Gotham hold many surprises, and EMP has many more shocks to deliver before the night is through. That sounds like a better Batman story. Still not really pulling me in. See what this one has, because this one's got Ivy, and I like that. Batman's Secret Files, The Gardener, number one. It's a Fear State tie-in, so yeah, then I probably won't mess with it until I check out Fear State. It's by DC Comics, of course. She is shrouded in mystery, her motives a secret, and one cannot help but ask, who is Bella Garten, a.k.a. The Gardener? Really? Green Thumb Storytellers uh, dig into deep into her past and unearth the secret origin of the latest addition to Batman's rogues gallery. 
learn not only how Bella Garten came to know Pamela Isley, but how she was integral to the origin of the woman who would be one day known to all as Poison Ivy. Yeah, it's fear state, so I just got not checking it out till I see the rest. Jeez, we got a lot of Batman stuff this month starting up. Fresh, we got Batman Superman Authority Special Number One by DC Comics. Following Mongols' brazen attack on Earth, Superman's world has been turned upside down. Conflict between Atlantis and the surface world, the discovery of an immensely powerful new element, dead refugees with mysterious ties to Krypton, and expulsion from the Justice League. When Superman reforms the experimental anti-established authority to join him in liberating Warworld, Batman comes to them with a request. Join him for one unorthodox, off-the-books mission first. One he could never ask the Justice League to be part of. And one he doesn't expect everyone to come back from. Yeah, that, that one's probably the most interesting one out of all the new Batman ones I've seen. Coming out here soon. But I'm mostly looking forward to that Batman vs. Bigby. A Wolf and Gotham run to start up. It should be getting the first one pretty soon. But Beartooth, The Journey Below by Z2 Comics. The story behind the myths of Beartooth's album Below is brought to life as Barry awakens corporate drone Lita's memory of how how alive the world once was before the cold forces of the corporate world outlawed rock, reminding her of who she truly was and who she could be again. Told it's done with author Tony Lee with the members of Airtooth the band, so that's cool that they're part of it. Journey Below is a powerful tale reminding us of the vital power contained within every chord and beat of a song. That sounds kind of fun. I like when the people collaborate with the artist. We have Bell Kill Zone number one by Xenoscope Entertainment. Yeah, the hiccup burps going on. 32 epic pages of content. Ares is the god of war, a leader of the armies and the bringer of death wherever she goes. Annabelle DeMarco is a human, a hunter of beasts and a defender of those who cannot defend themselves. War is coming and you won't want to miss this blood-soaked issue where the battle is brought to Bell's doorstep. Will she be able to defend all she holds dear, or will she fall like the countless others? I haven't checked out much of the Bell character yet, but I'm liking all the Xenoscope uh, people that they have going, 
coming into here. Yeah, Beware the Witch's Shadow Night Frights, number one. This is by American Mythology. The wisecracking witch is back. If you find yourself in a cabin deep in the woods, it may already be too late. The witch welcomes visitors with tales of terror before stealing their wicked souls. This new issue of Fright has stories that will chill your blood and boil your brain. Uh, reserve a copy and read her tales, but beware. If you aren't careful, you'll be carved up by her sharp tongue and fed to the beasties. Beware the witch's shadow night frights. Comes with three cover editions. Uh, yeah, I like the cover that they got here. It's the only one I have access to, but. I'll probably check that out. Uh, I like the other stories that were like that that they've done. We have Black Friday trade paperback by Scout Comics. It's a black caravan imprint. Black Friday is the biggest shopping day of the year. Millions of Americans pack the aisles of retail outlets all over the country battling for the best bargains. While an unlucky cleanup crew deals with the aftermath of the latest Black Friday frenzy. They discovered that years of pent-up negative energy has released something very evil and dark into their superstore, which is just the way corporate wanted it. Sounds like it could be fun. We got Bloody Hell, H-E-L, graphic novel. This is by A Wave Blue World. When a detonation unleashes imprisoned ancient Viking gods in the hellish trenches of World War One, a reluctant, reluctant infantryman must convince these mythic powers to end the war and prevent Ragnarok. Full of mystical battles, historical detail, and the power of human freight reality, ingenuity, and heroism. Bloody Hell gives new meaning to the war to end all wars, with a shattering apocalyptic throwdown in the trenches, millennia in the making. Maybe that would have actually helped it become the war to end all wars, and we went to add World War II, and soon, more than likely, World War Three. Because idiots can't put their dicks in their pants and quit fighting. But Bob Ross fans, they have a Bob Ross pick twist game. I don't really know how this is going to work out. If they have a bunch of different little sets in here or what. But you're building Bob Ross pitchers and you're competing against others while doing it. So I'm kind of curious how that's going to all come into effect. But it's Bob Ross. It's sure to be fun, I, I would think. So we'll get back to you with more goodies in the near future. Okay, back to take your cash. We got Brian Blummer's Mycelium Wazoni graphic novel by Anthology, Anthology Editions. 
Uh, he continues his world wild and woolly excursions into the history of the mind expansion with Cillium Wassoni, an account of the lives and trips of R. Gordon and Valentina Wazit, the pioneering scientist couple responsible for popularizing the use of psychedelic mushrooms, a globe-trotting vision of the hallucinatory science and religion, religious mysticism with appearances by a variety of people and is a visual history and a love story as only Bioblomer's isograph pen can render. And you got to be on psychedelics to read this shit. <laughs> These words got too many double letters and stuff and quit it. But yeah, it's... I'm sure it's a psychedelic look at the psilocybin side of their world. The mushroom. The magic mushroom. Bucky O'Hare fans. They have a Captain Bucky O'Hare action figure by Boss Fight Studios, LLC. Uh, it's, they also have some other Bucky O'Hare figures coming out. And for the wrestling fans, we got Butts in the Seats. The Tony Schiavone, Schiavone story by Source Point Press. From teenage wrestling fan to becoming the voice of your childhood, famed professional wrestling commentator Tony Schiavone has spent five decades working in the pro wrestling industry, and he's now sharing his story with the world. It's the 14-chapter graphic novel, Details, observations, anecdotes, and experiences about Tony's life in professional wrestling as told by Tony himself. Uh, and illustrated by over two dozen amazing artists. From his earliest days with Crockett Promotions to the rise and fall of WCW, and now his triumphant return with All Elite Wrestling. You can now experience Tony's life in a professional wrestling in a way that's never been told or seen before. Sure, that'd be a fun history of it. Not a big fan of him, but he's been around and seen it all. So he's got some good stories. I wouldn't mind hearing, I'm sure. Then we got Captain American, Captain America Iron Man, number one by Marvel Comics. A government agency turned Hydra provo pro pro provocateur stages a daring breakout on her way to prison, attracting the attention of both Iron Man and Captain America. When Steve and Tony realize they both have a connection to the slippery figure, or to the slippery fugitive, they team up to track her down, only to discover she's not the only player on the board with big plans and sinister motives. Good one for Captain American Iron Man fans. Then we have Carriers, number one, by Red 5 Comics. Fable, Gladius, Ch Cherry Bomb, Dark Dove. No one has heard of these brave heroes yet. 
but they are the only thing standing between the citizens of New York and the unseen terrors that lurk around them all. A band of weaponized carrier pigeons, <laughs> they soar the night sky looking for new threats and find their largest one yet when the croc king comes climbing out of the New York cell sewer. <laughs> uh, badass team of carrier pigeons. That could be kind of fun. Cavewoman's got a bunch of nudity stuff out again, of course. They got Cavewoman Gone Fishing One Shot uh, by Basement Comics and Amiral Entertainment. After the events of Movie, movie Mayhem, Marim decides she needs to decompress a bit before heading over to the big costume event at Carrie's. Marim heads out to get a little R&R, but winds up battling for her life against one ocean terror after another. While Marim, or will Marim, be dinner for a horrible ocean creature, or will she be the one that got away? I don't know what any of these characters. They also have Cavewoman. Oops, what the heck just happened there? It's Cave Woman Killer Curves. Uh, also by Basement Comics and Amir Entertainment. This is a collection of some of Devin Macy's best pinup work. So this is a pinup one. And they don't show you nothing because all the things are blocked because they're nude covers. So. Yeah, do the sign out thing to get see what the heck the thing's about. But Children of the Woods trade paperback. Now this one's got a cool cover. After a tale of revenge leads to a monstrous outcome, Amber and Quinn pay the price for power and magic as they become the newest children of the Black, Black Woods. As Amber becomes intertwined with the secrets of woods and the town they live in, Quinn learns he is not alone in the woods, and not all who reside there are welcoming. Spooky woods. This, um, guessing, yeah, it's by Archie Comics. Yeah, you got chilling, chilling adventures in sorcery, one shot by Archie Comics. The future of Archie Comics starts here in an all-new anthology-style one-shot. Madam Satan, who we just had a one-shot that we reviewed not long ago, is our tour guide into this horrific world exploring the underbelly of Riverdale and its surrounding areas. Madam Satan is trying to escape hell. She goes through the circles of hell in reverse. Along the way, she meets lost tortured souls who tell their stories like that of Archie Andrews, who accepted a seemingly normal job as the nighttime security shift at Riverdale's local pizzeria and children's mascot entertainment venue, only to learn that the venue harbors a deep, dark, robotic 
monstrous secret. And then there's Jughead Jones, the teen who never met a food he didn't like. Until now. What is that eerie noise coming from the kitchen? All that plus more bonus frightful content sure to delight all Archie horror fans. Yeah. Buying it. That one's definitely going on my list. I've been waiting for some more from the Madam Satan thing. Then we got Commander Roe one shot by Scout Comics. On the final dawn of an exhausted war, a rogue commander sets out on a warpath to confront a tyrannical baron. A year later, stories are sung of heroism, but the mystery of her motives remains. Not much of a tell there. And we'll end it with Complete the Quest, The Poisonous Library by Imprint. These are great for kids. An interactive graphic novel that's also a story-based role-playing game in a book. You start complete the quest by choosing your adventures. Then you discover in a graphic novel story that Queen Evergreen has been poisoned. To save her, your team of heroes must travel across the series of perilous fantasy landscapes. From a witch's desert tomb to a giant's palace in the sky. You choose how they win the day, using the greatest heroic power of all, your imagination. On your journey, you'll meet new heroes, battle living graveyards, and a dungeon that's also a dragon. And discover that the poison book that attacked Queen Evergreen was just the first part of an evil plot that threatens the entire realm. I love these story game Play-as-you-go books, I think they're great for kids to get them interested into reading. So check that out by imprint, and we'll get back to you with more goodies in the future. Money! Time to spend. Got Crema Trade Paperback by Dark Horse Comics. This is... Uh, Esme, or Esme Abrista feels invisible, like a ghost. Also, when Esme drinks too much coffee, she actually sees ghosts. Tara, the elegant heir to a coffee plantation, is always seen, but only has eyes for her Esme. The world is turned upside down. When the strange ghost of an old world nobleman begs Esme to take his letter from New York City to a haunted coffee farm in Brazil to reunite him with his last love of a century ago, bringing sinister tidings of unrequited love. It collects a variety of things from digitally and stuff like that. But Sounds like a unique story. We have Croak Number One by Aftershock Comics. Seven years ago, an attempt to weaponize dreams resulted in holes being pun punched through the world we know and into the world of dreams. Nightmarish creatures now stock the land, 
sprouting from and killing anyone unlucky enough to dream. The only way to save the world is for certain people to have their dreams come true, which is how Riza Harumi finds herself not only fighting monsters, but forced into finding true love. Monsters in modern dating? It feels like a nightmare either way, and the only help Riza has is a friendly-ish monster named Croak and her preteen daughter, Maki. Okay. For Cyberpunk 2077 fans, if you're into the video game, got a book called Cyberpunk 2077 Big City Dreams by Dark Horse Comics. Two scavengers in a night city make a living for themselves, stealing cyberware and indulging in parties and brain dances. One seeks to become the most famous gangster in the city. The other longs for something more meaning, belonging, warmth. As they chase their dreams, their paths begin to deviate. But one thing they can both agree on, in a place like Night City, you run, you fight, you change, or you die. I've been looking forward to getting my hands on some Cyberpunk 2077, but I haven't had a chance yet. Dark Knights of Steel, number one by DC Comics. An entire medieval world will be forever changed when a spaceship crash lands from a doomed planet. Monarchs will die. Kingdoms will rise. And what seemed the end of the world for many was only the beginning, an epic high fantasy story set in the DC universe where nothing is what it seems. Now, this dark hole we had last month, uh, Blade, I believe, and Iron Man. They had two dark hole comics, which had connecting covers, but I don't see connecting covers with. <coughs> <coughs> Oh, excuse me. I take a drink for working, man. Woo! Something went down wrong, Bell. But yeah, I don't see connecting covers for these two, but they have two, two more Darkhold comics. So one shots. First one's Darkhold Black Bolt number one by Marvel Comics. The king of the Inhumans breaks his silence. Black Bolt's mighty voice is his greatest gift. And since childhood, it has been his greatest curse. Recruited with four other heroes to read from the Darkhold, a powerful evil text written by the elder god, Kapan. Black Bolt thought he was signing up for a battle befitting a king, but the true battlefield is his own mind. I'm looking forward to these. I don't know if I'm going to grab these two. I would have probably definitely if I seen connecting covers. Let's see. But otherwise, I went to grab Iron Man if it wasn't for the connecting cover with the other one, the Blade one. The other one is Darkhold Wasp, number one by Marvel Comics. Introducing the Irredeemable Wasp. Uh... 
A story that will make you shrink in fear. Bidden to draw forth five archetypal heroes. The Scarlet Witch chose Janet Van Dyne as the artist. The hero whose ingenuity and strength of will of will could prove the linchpin in the coming battle against Kanthan. To enter Kanthan's dimension and face his darkness head on, the wasp read from the ill-fated Darkhold text, and it drove her insane. Now her entire life is subject to question. Janet is no stranger to mental illness. She spent years trying to redeem ex-husband Hank Pym despite his violent breakdowns. But now she has the power to reclaim her story and fight back. Belair brings you the most twisted comic you'll read this year. I don't know about that, but we'll see. Uh, they have a Dave, Dave Pickley Hero Collection three-book box set, which is great for... Young adults, uh, kids getting into reading. Because it comes with uh, introduction books for Captain Underpants, Dogman, and Catman. And they're just, they're all fun, great stories. I just read the, my second Dogman novel the other night when I was having a bonfire. But yeah. When I get kids in the reading, those are great. Any one of those runs. DC Comics cast, 3,000-piece puzzle they have with a ton of your favorite DC Comics characters on it. It's a cool-looking puzzle. It's by NMR Distributor, or Distribution. And then we go the Deadpool, Black, White, and Blood, if you missed out on it. And it's still got a couple issues to go, but they got the Treasury Edition coming out. Trade paperback by Marvel Comics. Get the whole set and... One book. Then we got The Death of Doctor Strange, Spider-Man number one. One shot by Marvel Comics. This ain't Ben Riley's first rodeo as Spider-Man, but he's never had to deal with the death of the Sorcerer Supreme. And what does what it does to New York City. Part of Stranger's Will, Strange Strange's Will, and Testament was to ask Spidey to deal with particular problems. Is Ben up to it? Black Cat isn't a big Ben fan, so is she riding shotgun because she owes Strange to keep an eye on Ben or to sabotage Ben? Oh, yeah, pretty much everybody basically owes Strange somehow because he constantly puts everybody together and makes them do his bidding. <laughs> Uh, I'm not a huge Stephen Strange fan. <laughs> but we also have Death of Doctor Strange, White Fox, number one, one shot by Marvel Comics. Last of her kind, last hope for Earth. Ami Han is the last of the mystical shape-shifting Kumihu. As the White Fox, she's defended Earth from every threat and proven herself again and again alongside the agents of Atlas and Tiger Division. But the death of Doctor Strange will test her like never before. Something or someone is murdering innocents. 
And the only suspect who fits the profile is White Fox. They'll have to clear her name and uncover the dark secrets from her mysterious origin while the very planet is under siege. Ami can have the answers she so desperately seeks, or she can save her friends. Guest starring Swordmaster and Tiger Division. We'll end that there, and we'll get back to you with some more stuff in the near future. Money! Give it up for Detective Comics Volume 2, 2021, Annual Number 1, One Shot by DC Comics. It's a lot of shit to say, and they got a lot of these coming out this round. We don't choose who save us, who we save. Bruce, you treat the patients who needs your help. Thomas Wayne. Shadows of the Bat begins here in the prelude to January's epic new Detective Comics event. Mayor Nakano has signed off on the construction of a new Arkham Tower in the heart of Gotham City, and the Bat family is torn. Batman has long seen Arkham as a necessary, if flawed, cog in the gears of Gotham City, a temporary solution to larger problems that in many ways mirrors his approach as Batman. Nightwing, however, who grew up watching Arkham mutate into a villain factory, believes a different approach is needed. Put Bruce and Dick, or but Bruce and Dick will need to see eye to eye on more than just Arkham Tower as a new villain known as the Mayor Man wreaks havoc in the streets and becomes the embodiment of Gotham's broken system. You'd think it would be Meager Man, but it's Mager Man, M-A-E-G-R-E-R. Yeah. Let's see here. For Nightmare Before Christmas fans, they got a Disney Zero Cookie Jar by Inesco and a Disney Showcase. Nightmare Before Christmas, Jack and Sally Trinket Box. Also by Inesco. Then we have Dreadnoughts, Breaking Ground Trade Paperback by Rebellion. One of the Hollywood Reporter's best comics of 2020. And following from the pages of Rebellion's Judge Dread free comic book day title, the year is 2035. An American society is crumbling. The police force become judge and jury, dispensing justice on the streets. Police brutality in response to public protest sparks even greater restrictions on what American system citizens are free to do. This is the horror story of a decent descent into fascism and the beginnings of the world of Judge Dredd. If you want to see how Judge Dredd has started, gets, becomes, starts, this will be a great thing to check out. I'll be bargaining it down the road. Then we have Dumpster Fire, graphic novel by Black Panel Press. A struggling punk in an absurd, absurd world. 
Dumpster Fire is a unique collection of short-form comics from the mind of Jesse Hedman, visual artist of St. Paul, Minnesota. Much like life, there's no real point to these stories. Instead, you'll find windows through which Jesse tries to make sense of the world around him, often referencing the struggles of being a cartoonist. Sure, you'll be. Sure, you'll read some comics about a pot of coffee and a talking joint, too. But that's to be expected, right? Don't know that person. I'm sure it's a good read. We have some Dune 2021 movie figures coming out, including Gloso, the Beast Raban. This looks like Batista, his big bald head <laughs> by Dark Horse Comedy. But I'm not sure if it is, if he is playing that character. Kind of looks like him. Then they have some other characters out too. And we got a Dying Light graphic novel. With a legendary original graphic novel tale serving as a prequel to Dying Light 2 and bonus behind the scenes content from the smash hit video game, Dying Light Night Generation is an essential companion for fans of the franchise. Set right before the start of the new game, and 15 years following the events of Dying Light, the story stars orphans Dodd and Aisha. They were just children when the Heron virus, Heron virus outbreak struck the world and have known nothing other than the plague for their entire lives. Evacuated and found by Berg, they are trained to become night runners, who work together and steal for him as his influence grows among the survivors. Reaching young adulthood, Dodd and Aisha are finally sick of living under his thumb, hatching plans to run away together. When the secrets are discovered, Berg sells off Aisha to a rival, forcing Dodd a harrowing journey to rescue his love through the deadly volatiles and utilizing the game's signature parkour. I... Uh, if you know anything about dying like the video game, it is a wonderful video game. I just love it. It's one of my favorite zombie games with parkour included in it. In it. But this storyline isn't pulling me in. It's something I'd grab out of a bargain bin because I'm not into the whole human aspect. That's what sadly dying like too went more towards and got away from the zombie aspect. But still a great game. But Story-wise, I don't really want to hear a bunch of idiot humans doing stupid shit to other humans again. That just drives me nuts. Then we got, let's see, Eternal Thirst of Dracula Reader Pack by American Mythology. If you have not read any of the Eternal Thirst of Dracula, I'm not done with all, all, I think it's three sets, but this will... Get you the whole, all the sets in the pack. One big pack. And then Fallout fans, they have some Fallout figures coming out. Including the Soul Survivor by Hero Collector. Which these look great. And they have a Nick Valentine one. Active. From Fallout 4. And it's 
that's the one I want the most. I want a Nick Valentine. Bigger. He's cool looking. And then we have Fantastic Four Anniversary Tribute Number One One Shot by Marvel Comics. Sixty years ago, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby made history and brought about the beginning of the Marvel Age of Comics with the release of Fantastic Four Number One. Now, a bevy of Marvel's finest creators pay tribute to that monumental monument or moment <laughs> by reinterpreting page by page the story from that natural inaugural release, as well as Fantastic Four Annual Number Three, in which the entirety of the Marvel Universe attended the wedding of Reed Richards and Sue Storm. Whether these are stories you've never read before, or tales that you're intimately familiar with, this is the perfect way to experience them anew. It's a one-shot. Who knows? You might get to see Reed and Ben get married instead. But Fantastic Four fans, check it out. Uh, this, I have a bunch of these books, but have yet to read any. But the covers are very interesting, but they have Fathom the Core, number one, by Aspen Entertainment. Uh, this is with no quality limitation. The Ocean and Land, or, oops. Aspen Matthews was born of two worlds, the ocean and land. Now, deeper within the confines of the earth, a new threat has risen one that will reclaim the ecosystem for those of much more powerful descent. The human world has tenuously learned to coexist with the underwater species known as the blue. The powerful elite blue aspirant, Aspen Matthews has returned to her life's work that, that of a marine biologist. Yet not all creatures from below are seeking peace. And when an unimaginable force from the deep confines the Earth's core, makes their presence felt in a catastrophic way, Aspen and the entire Fathom universe must unite in order to not only save themselves, but the entire planet. Now, after reading that, I'm not really interested in the Fathom character. <laughs> I don't know if I'll even get into all the ones I have already. But we'll end it there and get back to you with more stuff in the near future.